Well, good evening, America. It is 7 p.m. Tuesday, September 29, 2020, and this is Queer News Tonight, the world's first live LGBTQ daily evening news, and it is time to queer up the news. Happening at Television Network, including Queer News Tonight, will sponsor the National LGBTQ Vote 2020 Debate and Smackdown on Friday, October 16th at 7.30 p.m. live. Watch this. The debate will feature some of the greatest LGBTQ conservative voices in America from hashtag walkaway and Americans for Trump, including founder Brandon Strzok. They'll debate the vote 2020 issues with liberal hosts from Gay Town Hall. You can participate in person at the event being held in the gayest place on planet Earth here in South Florida, or you can participate in the event live virtually. It'll be an outstanding opportunity to make the decision for November 3rd. The National LGBTQ Vote 2020 Debate and Smackdown will be moderated by Queer News Tonight anchor, Al Ferguson. I'll be sure to wear my snooze shirt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, it, it's going to be a very exciting event. Um, it has uh, tremendous voices on both sides. I know frequently in the LGBTQ community, it's hard to imagine uh, the LGBT Trumpsters out there, but there is a dramatic number of them. And you're going to get to see two for sure of the biggest voices that were at President Trump's um, uh, announcement speech on the White House lawn. And um, it's going to be interesting. I think it's correct. Debate and SmackDown. I'm excited. On It's Happening Out, we uh, broadcast the CNN HRC presidential candidate debates and made history of that. And now we're continuing to make history with the first fully LGBT debate for the election. So I can't wait to see it. Tonight, however, on Queer News Tonight, watch as we bring you these and other stories from the LGBTQ headlines. LGBTQ community watchers watches record-setting first debate. What will make you vote? And Pride Media taps David Artavia as new editor-in-chief of Out Magazine. Another airline stops phrase, ladies and gentlemen, and becomes gender neutral. And RuPaul's Drag Race, biggest review, gone as an artifact of pre-pandemic era. On Wednesday at 8 p.m., we're going to encourage you to tune in to the most popular live gay television show in the world. It's happening out. And on Thursday at 8 p.m., the most diverse LGBTQ voices across America will discuss the most important issues facing our community on Gay Town Hall. So good evening again, America. It's 7 p.m. Tuesday, September 29, 2020, and it is time to queer up the news. We are literally out of the closet and into the headlines. So many of your stories we're going to tell this evening on Queer News Tonight. Tonight on the world's first live daily queer evening news show. 
Tonight's news about the gay community and the news from an LGBTQ perspective. Are our gay stories important to you? In headlines, politics, entertainment, gay culture, travel, religion, and more. Reported by respected anchors. Out of the closet and into the headlines on Q News Tonight. Well, thank you for joining Queer News Tonight. We are live. This is an unedited evening LGBTQ news show. So anything can happen. This evening, we are uh, bringing you the news and a perspective from the LGBTQ community. I'm your anchor, Al Ferguson, and this is my co-anchor, David Hopkins, and special guest anchor from Unity Coalition and Celebrate uh, Orgullo, I always have trouble with that, John Buckley. So let's queer up the news. Tonight we begin with queer headlines. The LGBTQ community in America is diverse. The LGBTQ community around the world is vast and we're going to bring you the bullet points of queer news for today, Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. First, we queer up Vote 2020. The LGBTQ community watches a record-setting first debate. What will make you vote? Watch this. This morning, President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden ready to go head to head. A dumb guy, a dumb guy. Look, the people know the president's a liar. The bitter rivals are preparing for their first presidential debate. Biden saying he expects the gloves to come off right out of the gate. He's going to want to make it personal. He's going to want to get in the mosh pit. Despite a history of improvising during major events, how many hours would you say you've spent on oh, debate? A little time. I mean, not a lot. More or less than six. I'm running a country. I'm, I don't, you know, I don't have the luxury. Trump says he's been preparing extensively between recent campaign stops. It all comes down to this. At 9 p.m., perhaps a Super Bowl-sized audience will tune in to the first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Democratic <clears throat> challenger and former Vice President Joe Biden. Never in the history of the American Republic has so much been on the line. Never in the history of a presidential debate has been so much at stake for the LGBTQ community. Everyone here at Queer News Tonight asks simply, at 30-plus days from the election of a lifetime, what will make you vote? I think this is going to be a very interesting debate. I feel like a sports commentator. We've got Trump, whose technique is generally to try and shake his opponents and get in jabs. And then Biden, who generally is cool with the facts, but Trump's shaken him before. So we'll see who comes out on top. I think no matter who you are voting for, what's most important is that you're registered to vote and do your research on the candidates. And tonight in the debate, uh, I can't wait to hear uh, the very critical new information that the New York Times has reported on, that we have a national security risk that the President of the United States owes somebody $400 million, and that debt will come due in the second term if he wins the election. Who do you owe the money to? Mm -hmm. It's national security. Next, we queer up health. Prep rollout finally over as pill introduced uncapped to LGBTQ community. My screen isn't working. Britain's LGBT community had exciting news today. The Department of Health and Social Care published guidance for the crucial grants for local authorities to start distributing PrEP across England. 
previous delayed by the coronavirus pandemic, which gnawed on many public health programs. Set for an October 1st launch, the grant determination, shaped by Parliamentary Under Secretary of State for Health, Joe Churchill, means that England can provide PrEP completely uncapped. Everyone at Queer News Tonight hopes the American government and medical communities will follow the UK lead. Well, the situation here on PrEP is that uh, the United Kingdom has basically made it uncapped. And uncapped means that it is available to anyone that is prescribed PrEP. Um, I can't help but wonder how can the United Kingdom do this in the risk of HIV and the American government and American corporations that have created PrEP are not able to do the same thing here. That's quite interesting. You bring up a good point, Al. Um, I think it's a shame that the UK can do this first, but we're still behind. And when we have such numbers and statistics um, that we talk about daily and try to educate our community on. I, I think part of it is the US healthcare is about money, not actually healing people. People would rather just treat symptoms than help people be well. Next on Queer Up Health, Trump administration boycotted for pushing anti-LGBTQ religious freedom at United Nations. European democracies boycotted a US-sponsored event at the United Nations aimed to redefine international human rights and prioritize religious freedom over LGBTQ equality. One human rights activist said the event led by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo touted the false premise that too many LGBT people are asserting their rights in a speech titled Promoting and Protecting Human Rights, a rededication to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Pompeo told those nations in attendance that international human rights protections are in crisis. However, the commission, which is filled with anti-LGBTQ figures, instead elevated the importance of so-called religious freedom, a term frequently used by conservatives to justify religious-based discrimination and branded same-sex marriage a, div a divisive. Controversy. Next, we uh, queer up the world. Eddie Redmayne stands up for J.K. Rowling against internet vitriol. Eddie Redmayne, a cisgender man who famously played the role of a transgender woman in 2015, is standing up for the author J.K. Rowling in the face of widespread criticism for her transphobic comics and tweets. Redmayne said that Rowling was receiving alarming vitriol on social media, and he called it absolutely disgusting. He was so upset that Rowling was facing criticism for her anti-transgender tweets and her 3,700-word rambling diatribe against transgender people that he sent her a personal note of support. Redmayne, who stressed that he has trans friends and colleagues knows Rowling through his work on two Fantastic Beast films, which were based on books written by Rowling. He is currently working on a third Fantastic Beast movie. Next we queer up business. Another airline stops phrase, ladies and gentlemen, and becomes gender neutral. Japan Airlines will stop using the phrase, ladies and gentlemen, during in-flight and airport announcements to be more inclusive of trans and non-binary people. From October 1st, JAL will abolish expressions that are based on two types of sex and use gender-friendly expressions like good morning and good evening.
Although the expressions used by the airline are already gender neutral in Japanese, the mandate will apply to announcements made in other languages. Jap uh, Japan Airlines is the first Japanese airline to adopt this more inclusive approach, and it seems others could follow suit. Other international airlines have already moved to their make their broad onboard communications gender neutral. Next, we crew up entertainment. RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas venue gone as an artifact of pre-pandemic era. The finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas Review mostly plays out like any other episode. The queens try to tackle their interpersonal drama, there's some romantic tension, and we get a full performance from one of the queens. Then COVID-19 hits, and instantly the show morphs into another kind of series entirely. Much like how the pandemic hit the world, Vegas Review slams to a halt. Because its first episode previewed the looming threat of Las Vegas being shut down due to COVID-19, RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas Review has always felt much more like a starky, like a gasp of a thriving entertainment scene. It's a show filmed before a disaster, one which of its participants are aware as we watch them squabble over backstage beef, make plans for relationships and weddings, and invest heavily in a Las Vegas show that is now shuttered until at least January 2021. Hmm. Next, we queer up entertainment. Uh, continuing in the Drag Race theme, Drag Race legends Ben Delacreme and Jinx Monsoon are to star in a Christmas special. The drag legends have ruled over Christmas these past two years with their acclaimed stage productions to Jesus, Thanks for Everything, and All I Want for Christmas is Attention. Love that title. Me too, girl. But due to COVID concerns, they're bringing their annual um, dose of festive magic to our living rooms with the Jinx and Delacreme holiday special. Ben Delacreme presents the 60-minute musical special, which was filmed safely under CDC guidelines, follows the two queens as they come into conflict over how to create a classic Christmas variety show. Jinx's character wants to celebrate with a boozy holiday bash, while Delacreme opts for a more traditional Christmas. Assisted by a chorus of dancers, Delacreme's deceased grandmother and a mysterious naked man with a surprising holiday secret. The two battle for control over the show. Everyone at Queer News Tonight can't wait for this holiday treat. Next week, Queer Up Gay Culture. Gender-inclusive emoji, including bearded woman and man in wedding dress, coming soon. Non-gendered emoji are coming soon, with the Unicode Consortium revealing last week that among the 217 new emoji launching in 2021 will be a person image that is gender neutral. The consortium announcing that hundreds of images will be rolled out with the intention of making its options more inclusive. Among the new additions are person with beard, and no specific gender uh, indicated, and woman with beard. There will also be a gender-neutral Santa, as announced in the previous update, along with a woman in a tuxedo, a man in a wedding dress, a non-gendered parent feeding a baby, and a trans pride flag. Next, we crew up sports. Former voice of the Reds, Tom Brenneman, on homophobic slur. I know I heard a lot of people. Tom Brenneman tried to watch the Reds in the baseball playoffs, but the self-inflicted pain is just too great. Resurrecting the memories of August 19th, the night he uttered that the word on television changing his life forever. He says he can't bring himself to watch the Cincinnati Reds. 
who are back in the postseason for the first time since 2013. His gay slur uttered on a live mic created national news and almost immediate dismissal as the Reds announcer. Brennerman said this week, I heard, of lo I heard a lot of people. I have to live with it for the rest of my life. Next, we queer up the USA in reporting Pride Media taps David Artavia as the new editor-in-chief at Out Magazine. Out Magazine's parent company, Pride Media, has announced today David Artavia as the magazine's new editor-in-chief. Artavia is an award-winning Latinx journalist who most recently served as editor-in-chief of The Advocate. Artavia said at the news, Quote, it's an honor to step into the shoes that have been crafted by past editors. The magazine has become a household name across the globe. For nearly 30 years, Out has affirmed our lives through storytelling, design, art, fashion, travel, and culture. As an editor, I'm excited about the future and the ever-changing landscape in which we are telling these stories. We need each other. We need Out. Everyone at Queer News Tonight agrees and welcomes the next chapters of one of our favorite LGBTQ magazines, Out. Next, we queer up the world, Japan's first LGBTQ center to open in Tokyo next month. Pride House Tokyo Legacy will open on National Coming Out Day, October 11th, as Japan's first LGBTQ center. Japan's new information center will be dedicated to raising awareness of community issues and will host a range of events and produce content as an effort to support LGBTQ rights. Pride House Tokyo will be a gigantic first step in creating a progressive LGBTQ space ahead of the Olympic Games in 2021. This effort will bring together 35 NPOs and activists, 14 corporations, and 19 embassies to, quote, secure a place to broadcast information on and by the LGBTQ community. Next, we queer up the world. Happening on Television Network sponsors a celebration of a celebrate orgullo. Watch this. Well, tonight, Happening Out Television Network continues to support our sponsorship of this unique Pride Festival. This is America's finest Latin and indigenous Pride Festival that will take place October 1st to the 15th. Our Queer News Tonight guest anchor, John Buckley, is here. He is client advisor uh, to Ramoa, vice president and program director at Unity Coalition and creator of Kaioba and member of the House of Lords, as well as a host of the Night of a Thousand-ish virtual stars during this festival. Good evening again, John, and welcome to Q News Tonight. Oh, thank you for having me, Al. I'm super excited to be here and be a guest host with you both tonight. Um, we're excited because this is our 10th year of Celebrate Orgullo, 
and we're taking a look not only at our LGBTQ plus community, but we're including um, our indigenous culture. So it, it, it's a great way to keep us educated and take a look into where we've come so that we know where we're going. And John, uh, I've got this right. Uh, I haven't been to the festival uh, before. Um, and uh, for this year, th this is the 10th anniversary, but this is the first time that this is going to be a virtual event, correct? Correct. So we have a whole host of virtual events um, that we do have a calendar on www.celebrateorguyo.com. Um, but we have our tours that we got to go see the Everglades. Um, we also are going to take a tour with Houston Cypress. Um, and you'll get to experience tribes and uh, learn about Two-Spirit. Oh, excellent. And uh, uh, Houston Cypress is a member of the Miccosukee uh, Native Tribe uh, in the Everglades here in South Florida and is a host at Gay Town Hall at Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. Um, I think it's interesting in that this is a virtual event. Uh, many pride festivals are focused on their parade and parties. Uh, you have turned this festival event into 15 days with a wide variety of events. And because we're talking to a national audience, uh, I think it's interesting that people uh, around the state and around the country are going to get to uh, celebrate uh, this uh, Hispanic and indigenous uh, Pride Festival that have never been able to do it before. Yes, um, the Night of a Thousand-ish Stars is something that everyone's participating in. You have um, home 305 artists from right here in South Florida, all the way to Germany. Um, we have acts from New York. We have acts from Spain. There's literally some people from every part of the world. Hmm. So it's a, it's a new, creative, exciting way to experience our pride and be creative and enjoy it. Well, John, we're glad you're here tonight at Q News tonight and uh, South Florida, Florida, and of course uh, our American audience. We're going to bring you a lot more information on uh, this uh, Latin and indigenous uh, festival. I love the idea that uh, the indigenous people are incorporated in this event and unique because it's the first time ever it's been virtual. And we're going to be a, uh, happening. Our television network is going to be um, a big sponsor in terms of helping promote uh, so we encourage you to go to their website or you can come to Q News tonight uh, for all information. And John, thanks uh, for uh, being here tonight at Q News tonight to help Thank support uh, the launch of the festival. Next, let's catch up on all the news surrounding COVID-19 with our segment that we call Quarantine Quickies. The first story tonight is our daily reporting of coronavirus facts, especially important to the LGBTQ community. First, we report on coronavirus case number facts. Based on our standard acceptance of 7% of the population of the LGBTQ community, the world's LGBTQ COVID-19 cases stand at a staggering 594,314, while America's LGBTQ COVID-19 cases stand at 157,038. We remind you that America is ground zero of this pandemic, the USA is just 4.4% of the world's population, and today America is 26.4% of all of the world's cases. 
Next, we report on coronavirus deaths. The world's LGBTQ COVID-19 deaths stand at 31,671, while America's LGBT COVID-19 deaths stand at 8,407. The USA is 26.5% of all of the world's deaths. Speaking of that, quarantine quickies. The U.S. ranks at the top of the world's coronavirus death toll of more than 1 million. Watch this. Following the initial outbreak in Wuhan, China in early December, over 970,000 people globally have died from COVID-19. The virus has reached 220 countries and territories, and 198 of those have reported COVID-19 deaths. The United States is the world's hardest-hit country, with a death toll that exceeds 200,000 as of Tuesday. Since the first known death was reported in the U.S. on February 6th, the country has seen an average of 858 coronavirus-related fatalities per day and makes up for over 20 percent of the world's COVID-19 death toll, which means that one out of five COVID-19 deaths is from the U.S. Today we crossed a shocking threshold as more than 1 million people have died worldwide from COVID-19. And the United States accounts for more than 20% of the death toll. In less than nine months, the death toll jumped from one coronavirus-related death in Wuhan, China on January 9th to 1,002,628 early Tuesday, according to data from Johns Hopkins University. The U.S. has been hit hard by the virus with almost 7.2 million reported infections and more than 205,000 deaths. With recent spikes in U.S. cases, health experts warn things could soon get worse. Only 20 states are holding steady when it comes to the average of daily new cases compared to last week, while 23 are reporting increases. I think it's very important as we've entered into phase three that we still continue to take this virus very serious um, and not relinquish, you know, sanitizing um, keeping six feet of social distance and just remembering the basics because it's obvious that this isn't going anywhere and it's already affected a lot of us here. I think about our, our COVID response. If um, Barack Obama was president of the United States on September uh, 29th today and 205,000 Americans would be dead and the misinformation that was given and how he would have responded to it, I think uh, President uh, Barack Obama would probably be impeached on those facts alone. It's shocking where we're sitting today. Well, and if you look at the first SARS outbreak of 2008, I think it was, um, it got cracked down quickly by the U.S. and the WHO. Uh, leadership stopped it from spreading. It wasn't as contagious as this, but I think even that SARS virus would have had a huge impact with current leadership. Next on Quarantine Quickies. Research figure, researchers figured out why coronavirus kills people with no other medical conditions. People who suffer from certain medical conditions have a higher risk of developing COVID-19 complications, including death. New studies are finding that the list of ailments that could worsen a COVID-19 prognosis includes cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. Older people are also more at risk of dying than younger patients. A pair of new studies provide a key observation that might impact future COVID-19 treatments. Finally, in Quarantine Quickies, we report that Trump announces a plan to deploy 150 million rapid tests to states. 
President Trump announced a plan to deploy 150 million rapid coronavirus tests from Abbott Laboratories to states across the nation, mostly to support school reopening. Quote, according to Trump, this will allow every state on a very regular basis to test every teacher who needs it. I'm pleased to report we're announcing our plan to distribute 150 million Abbott point-of-care tests in the coming weeks, Trump said on Monday in the Rose Garden. Trump outlined that 100 million of the tests will be sent to states and territories, 50 million tests will go to protect the most vulnerable communities, 18 million will go to nursing homes, 10 million to hospice and home health, and 1 million for historically black colleges and tribal nation colleges. Next tonight on Queer News Tonight, we are going to queer up our segment called Good News. After we finish our headlines, we'd like to report on something that made us smile today in good news. Queer up good news. You're going to be a grandfather. Let's celebrate with a nice bottle of wine. In pandemic and the effect of COVID-19 has affected no groups like the elderly. So today when we saw this unique video announcing a new child with a nice bottle of wine, we smiled and we celebrated the good news. Watch this. Here is a woman named Catherine Sims. She wanted to surprise her mom and dad with the news that she was pregnant. So she put the announcement on a bottle of wine. Her dad's reaction, priceless. Take a look. And as that video continues, the dad loses his mind. He was so happy. He was jumping. The label said, drink this for me. You're about to be a grandpa. And the picture was an image of Catherine's ultrasound. I love him jumping up and down. I can't even open the wine. That's a natural high right there. Here at Queer News Tonight, we celebrate the world's vast LGBTQ community. So tonight, we bring you a photo essay of nine amazing photos of drag queens, but from Mexico City, as taken by Pedro Lujan Valles. Enjoy and make sure to let us know other ways you would like to celebrate the LGBTQ community around the world. Watch this. Q News Tonight presents nine must-see photos of Mexico City's drag queens. Photographer Pedro Lujan Valles upends traditional Mexican machismo. His latest work, featuring some of Mexico's most popular queens, tosses aside toxic masculinity. The imagery is bright and seductive, but also jarring. This is not just a drag project, he says, I want to express how it is to be yourself including the stuff we like about ourselves and the things we don't. Luhan Valles had been captivated by the drag scene for years before beginning this project in 2019. In this photo series, local drag legends like Little Miss Salma, Luna Lawson, Barbara Durango, and others posed in a series of pictures that challenged gender norms and traditional concepts of masculinity and femininity. What did you think of the photo series? Is number one your favorite? Subscribe, like, follow, and ring the bell. Slay, Queen Slay. 
RuPaul's Drag Race Mexico uh, surely is coming. Happening on Television Network is broadcasting on our brand new set in partnership with Sunshine Cathedral, the world's largest queer church here in Fort Lauderdale, Wilton Manors, Florida. We always joke, and all you have to do is look to my left and look to my right to know it's true. We're broadcasting from the gayest place on planet Earth. Our support of their Sunday celebration is the largest LGBTQ religious broadcast in the world. Every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and it's live. We encourage you to tune in. Sunshine Cathedral is my queer church. Watch this. Federation. I'm the board chair of the Sunshine Cathedral. Hi, I'm Tom Federation. I'm the treasurer of the Sunshine Cathedral Foundation board. And Sunshine Cathedral is our queer church. Well, we'd also like to thank our set designer, Concepto Modern Living, here in Fort Lauderdale for making this set in this amazing queer church campus possible. Tonight is part 29 of Q's Q&A on health and the LGBTQ community. September 29th. This special segment is designed to be unique in America to answer your questions about health for the LGBTQ community. Every Tuesday, we have an American pioneer in AIDS, HIV, medical treatment. With us is Dr. Howard Grossman, specialist in internal medicine with an emphasis on HIV. He was the executive director of the American Academy of HIV Medicine. He has become nationally recognized as an educator on HIV issues and as an advocate for LGBTQ civil rights and the rights of our community. And of course, he has become our medical expert during pandemic for Queer News Tonight. Welcome, Dr. Grossman, and uh, you're looking all official there. I'm uh, there, and I'm loving the bow tie. You look absolutely fantastic. Before we get started uh, on our questions, anything uh, that uh, you want to bring to America's attention this week in the medical LGBT news front? Well, I, I would say a couple of things, Alan. It's nice to be here again, even remotely. Um, Number one, you know, I think we've seen increases, tremendous increases in COVID-19 in mostly red states in the last week or two, which are worrisome. Uh, extremely worrisome to me is this wide open opening in uh, Florida, which I feel is tremendously premature. Uh, and and I, I think for our viewers, it's really important. I had a patient in West Palm Beach yesterday say to me, well, it, it, COVID epidemic is over, isn't it? Because otherwise the governor never would have opened up the state. So, you know, I mean, clearly that's not true, but I think that's the message that's being communicated. Uh, and I think people are going to have to protect themselves is really what it boils down to. You know, we're kind of on our own as we have been, and thank goodness for Queer News Tonight because Hopefully, we've been giving out some, you know, real information for people to stay healthy. So that that one thing I think is an important message. Um, another one, 
um, it has to do with the fact that the, the FDA is going to be holding a meeting in October uh, where they're actually going to lay out the guidelines for vaccines to be approved, which you would think that they would have done already, but that's happening in October. Um, there is on Instagram, I think, a very interesting interview for our viewers to watch. So Peter Staley, who many of you may know, is uh, one of the most well-known AIDS activists coming out of ACT UP. Um, did an interview with uh, Tony Fauci that runs about 45 minutes. It's on Peter's Instagram page. So it's uh, Peter Staley, S-T-A-L-E-Y. And it's probably the best interview I've seen with Dr. Fauci. Very, very clear messages about how to protect yourself, about some of the newer research, about some of the, uh, you know, things that you keep hearing about, aerosols, particles. It, very, very clear, and I would recommend it to people to watch. Excellent. All right. Well, we have uh, some viewer questions, and we want to uh, jump right in. And David, let's start with you. Yeah. A viewer has asked, what are the consequences of contradictory COVID-19 recommendations from the White House, CDC, and Scott Atlas? Well, you know, unfortunately, um, these really confused people, as my patient was confused by the opening of Florida. Um, and I think, truthfully, at this point, I wouldn't listen to anything that comes out of the White House. Uh, and that especially um, uh, pertains to Scott um, Atlas. I think he has been disavowed by the entire infectious disease uh, epidemiology community at Stanford. They even wrote a letter about it and at other institutions. And his, uh, his, his solution to this of doing herd immunity is literally a killer. I mean, in order to get herd immunity, if people don't understand, you would have to infect 70% of the population, which is about 270 million people. And if you keep the death rates at the same as they are now, about 1% to 3%, you're talking about somewhere between two and six million people dying. So if you wanna kill off all your grandmothers and a lot of your friends and six million people doesn't mean anything to you, you know, go right ahead and go to that bar and sing your lungs out, Louise. Um, that's they can start it. Yeah, and that's what's coming out of the White House. I think we can still trust the CDC to a great extent. The scientists there are working hard. And now that this guy at HHS is out, who was putting so much pressure on them and rewriting press releases and stuff like that, I'm hoping that the CDC is back to its, uh, will be back to its uh, premier right. position. And, and of course, continue. This is the 29th week. Uh, that Dr. Grossman has done this. Uh, you can listen to accurate information here at Queer News tonight listen on to Tuesday Al. nights. Yeah. Um, and uh, John, uh, you have another question. Another viewer asks, does the LGBT communi LGBTQ community have unique medical issues and concerns during pandemic versus the broader community? I don't think we have any unique concerns from a medical standpoint, but I think we have unique concerns from a social standpoint. Um, especially, you know, many of our older patients, our older community members um, are alone, uh, don't have families. And I think of our younger members as well who don't, may not have families. Uh, you know, many people are isolating and they've formed a pod with their families. Many of us don't have that. And I think we need to form community 
ways to, to seek out people who are isolated. Uh, I think that's probably our biggest challenge. You know, uh, Dr. Grossman, I want to make a note. Next week, let's focus on that observation. Uh, unfortunately for tonight, we don't have the time to explore it, but I think that's sure. super valuable for us uh, to discuss. Uh, David, uh, we have one final question and it comes from outside the COVID world. Yes, although it's a perfect one for you. I can't afford PrEP, but want protection from HIV. How can I get a prescription? Okay, here's the truth. The truth is anybody can get PrEP. There are uh, programs available for people with no insurance. Um, our uh, practice, for example, is a not-for-profit with a 340B pharmacy. We're able to uh, provide PrEP for people who are uninsured at zero cost. Um, the uh, the, the company itself offers uh, plans. Um, basically, in my experience, and I probably have treated over a thousand people with PrEP, uh, I've had two patients who couldn't get some sort of coverage. They were both Medicare patients who didn't qualify for the company's assistance program because Medicare is excluded uh, and didn't qualify for the Medicare program that takes care of people. They had too much money. So they could actually afford to buy the stuff themselves, but those are the only two. The place where it becomes expensive is the care. It's not the drug. It's the, it's the office visits. It's the lab tests. Now we cover that, but, but that is the place that's keeping people from doing it. So when the company offered 100,000 pills or whatever it was, 100,000 doses, they still weren't covering that and that's the problem and i yeah. would say also you know the good news that you gave about um, the the tests that are going out the rapid test you have to realize those are not like the pregnancy tests that you just you know do, that you do it's a machine that you have to have i'm not sure why the government is once again pushing abbott over all the other machines that are available uh, and you have to be trained so i'm not sure where the money is to train the people who are going to be running that 150 million tests that they're sending out into the community. You know, one of the, um, the sound bites uh, in the very uh, clear advice that I just heard, uh, I encourage you, I've said this before, you uh, at Midway Medical, you need to contact uh, uh, Dr. Grossman um, and, help, and, and they will help you walk through the process uh, of PrEP and how coverage can take place for you to get it uh, prescribed. Uh, and go to Prep Finder, Prep Finder online or to the Prep Facts uh, webpage. You can ask questions. People will help direct you to get Prep. Uh, I want to uh, again uh, say I want to, for sure this pod uh, concept we want to explore extensively next week. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Uh, that is part 29, 29 consecutive weeks of doing Q's, Q&A, health, and the LGBTQ community. Every Tuesday night, we bring you the viewer questions and the most important medical advice from our medical expert, Dr. Howard Grossman. We don't want to be the White House, and we don't want to be Dr. Scott uh, that you hear from voice. Uh, Dr. Howard Grossman is at the Midway Specialty Care Center right here in Wilton manners and all as always dr grossman thank you very much thank you thanks al looking forward to 30. Uh, exactly <laughs> looking forward to 30. all right so uh tonight uh we come to the end of uh q news tonight uh david wanted to, yeah uh, that's today's news for the lgbtq community on the world's first daily lgbtq evening news show
And remember, if it's important to the LGBTQ community, it's important to Queer News Tonight, but you must help us. Uh, click subscribe on YouTube and share this news. We are literally out of the closet and into the headlines. And this is the only source of live LGBTQ news in the world. Your community needs your support. You are not alone. We will get through this crisis. And we're here with you, and this is Queer News Tonight. So I have to say thank you for joining us. I'm Al Ferguson. And on behalf of David Hopkins, and John Buckley. And John, you did a great job. We're really happy that you're here uh, you. for uh, Queer News tonight. We will see you daily uh, at 7 p.m. and tomorrow night. Good night, America.